Jonathan Armstrong from Cordry with this week's Tech Law 10. With me is Eric Sinrod over at Dwayne Morris over in California. And Eric, you've been using your intelligence to think about <laughs> things, artificial intelligence. Am I real or am I ro a robot, Jonathan? What do you think? Well, we could take an up, uh, under and over on that, is it? You call it in the state? Yeah, exactly. Don't call me Alexa. Don't call me Siri. Yes, we are now past uh, podcast 250, so going strong. And you're correct. The topic today is AI. And let me begin by saying, Jonathan, that the artificial intelligence race is on. And the question, I think, still remains as to which country will dominate. And, of course, there will be business, legal, and political consequences when it comes to the ultimate winners and losers. So we've been hearing news reports for a while that China is set to become the world economic power and that it's doing everything possible to outpace its rivals in many spheres. So how about China, Jonathan, when it comes to AI? Um, in the second quarter of 2019, recently, uh, Chinese investors placed the equivalent of $140.7 million into AI startups. And while that's not an insignificant amount, it represents what? A steep decline from a year earlier in the second quarter of 2018 when Chinese investors invested $2.87 billion equivalent into AI startups. So just to recap that, they went uh, a year ago in that quarter from $2.87 billion of investment into AI startups down to $147.7 million equivalent. What gives? Well, apparently this is part of a huge slowdown in the AI industry in China, and it's a far cry from a promise not too long ago by the Chinese government that the AI sector would be worth $150 billion equivalent in China by the year 2030, uh, 10 years or so from now, 11 years from now. Um, and indeed, it was that boast by the Chinese government that caused worry in other countries about a potential global AI arms race, as it's been coined. Um, so as it turns out, valuations of companies in China that bet heavily on AI are sinking, those valuations. Some companies are reporting losses, and some top Chinese AI scientists are quitting their jobs. Why is this happening? And people are speculating as to various reasons, including that early AI demos that appeared promising did not pan out, and some suggested they were really smoke and mirrors. And frankly, also, China is not able to produce the semiconductors needed for AI research, and that's requiring massive uh, imports. So what are the implications of China potentially not bolting to the forefront of AI? Will the perceived AI arms race abate with other countries breathing a collective sigh of relief and standing down somewhat, or will other countries see an opportunity and seek to take the lead? I believe that the AI train is definitely out of the station. Um, and if China does not take the lead, another country will seek to be at the forefront, of course, so long as it's backed by its own government and the laws of its own country to get it there. 
So that's not to say uh, that everything about AI is positive, and I do believe that some regulation is required, but really that's a discussion for another day. So rather than dive deep into that, I'd rather turn it back to you, Jonathan, so we complete this in the 10 of our Tech Law 10. Yeah, it's a very topical subject in uh, the EU as well. And this is, uh, we're in the middle of a breaking news story on AI regulation here at the moment. So we're recording this on Monday. On Tuesday, there'll be a meeting at the European Parliament in Strasbourg with the proposed new head of the European Commission, who's the current German Defence Minister, uh, Ursula von der Leyen. And um, uh, interestingly, as one of the ways of uh, apparently courting liberal votes, she has promised that within her first 100 days in office, she will put forward new legislation on AI. Now, there have been, as we've talked about, I think, in previous podcasts, various rumblings in Germany, particularly about AI legislation, and the German data protection regulators have come together to uh, produce a paper on some of the legal aspects of AI that need to be considered. And um, von der Leyen proposes new laws for, quote, a coordinated European approach on the human and ethical implications of artificial intelligence. So I agree with you, uh, Eric, that there's certainly uh, a lot of flux in the AI world at the moment. At the same time, I think many have been sold AI solutions that, uh, in the words of, I think, Chubb's general counsel, have been more artificial than intelligent. And mm. so it's, um, I suppose, n not to surprise that much that some of this startup investment has been withdrawn. But I suspect many will think that we're in for a choppy ride with AI, particularly around things like decisions made on biometrics, et cetera, when existing laws like GDPR can already come into play. Well said. Uh, nice compliment. And as our listeners know, we do not rehearse these podcasts in advance. We don't share topics that we're going to discuss. We just tend to alternate who's going to take the lead and suggest a given singular topic. And so it's interesting that you, uh, you know, I'm starting out sort of focusing on China. You bring sort of the European perspective to it. Um, undoubtedly, as we keep marching through these podcasts toward 500 next stop, uh, we're going to be revisiting AI and its implications. Uh, it does impact many aspects of life. And of course, as we're seeing here, uh, you know, investments, and uh, returns might be choppy, uh, and we're going to certainly see, I believe, uh, quite a bit of legal developments around AI. I'm sure we're going to be talking about those too. So unless you have any final thoughts, Jonathan, do you? No. Uh, erudite as ever, Eric. <laughs> and thank you, by the way, uh, your fair country, for sharing with us that incredible Wimbledon final between Federer and Djokovic. That uh, was occupying half of my day yesterday as I woke up at 6 a.m. to watch it uh, here on the West Coast. Um, yeah, but anyway, this it is... Was a, it was an absolute day of sports, actually, quickly in the U.K. yesterday. We had, we were triple screening 
uh, uh, I was uh, visiting relatives and we had the F1 motor racing, congratulations, Lewis Hamilton, on one screen, Wimbledon on another screen. But, of course, the main news over here is England winning the uh, cricket uh, one-day World Cup. So phenomenal achievement for the uh, England cricket team. And commiserations to New Zealand. And mm. uh, as you know, I reckon, in contrast with your World Series, uh, the World Cup here is one where we invite everyone to attend, not just those people in our <laughs> backyard. So it's a, it's a phenomenal achievement as a result. Well, well, we'll hopefully become more international in our sport. Okay, this is Erickson Run. This has been your weekly Tech Law 10. Uh, please continue to supply us with ideas that you might have for podcasts. Otherwise, we'll keep giving you ours. Um, you can find us on the usual social media outlets. You can reach me, not a robot, at ejsinrod at duanemorris.com. Jonathan, you get the final word. Yeah, uh, jonathan.armstrong at cordrycompliance.com. As Eric said, do engage with us, and we'll speak to you again in a week or so. Bye for now. Cheers. 